Good morning. Today is the second Sunday of Advent in which we focus on peace. Interestingly, though, in my reflections this week, you might say I kept finding myself back in week one, focusing on hope. I finally had to come to the conclusion that in order to find peace this Advent, we just might need a second helping of hope. So why don't we consider this reflection this morning, Hope Part 2. I was reminded this week of a breakthrough that came when I was in the thick of my studies in seminary. You see, in seminary, as a seminary student, you write a lot of papers, and you don't always feel like you're capable of finishing all those assignments that you're given. This particular day, I didn't even know where to start. I had become tired and uninspired. And I actually lost hope that I would make it through seminary. I ended up sitting on the couch far away from the desk where I usually do my work. And as I sat on the couch, I became more and more convinced that I was just not able to face the assignment. So I started doing other things like all the laundry, the dishes, anything to not face the fact that I feel incapable of doing my writing and all the while unable to relax, to have peace, knowing that that assignment still loomed. And as I sat on the couch that day, I said out loud, I will die before I finish this paper. I am not capable of writing it. And I heard something inside me say, I didn't ask if you were capable. Are you available? Available? What does that mean? Then I thought, well, maybe that means I need to offer some time. Okay, then I'll work on it between now and noon, no matter what. But I still wasn't convinced that anything would change. So I I sat down in front of the computer feeling a little relieved that I didn't have to be capable anymore. And an odd thing happened. I slowly started thinking about one piece of what I had already written and more thoughts came. And those thoughts led to other thoughts And when it was noon, I hadn't noticed. My whole attitude had changed. Something greater than my capabilities stepped in and helped me. I believe the Spirit of God was able to help me only because I finally 
got off that couch, backed away from the sink and those dirty dishes that would always be there, and sat down in front of the computer despite how I felt. I realized that I was being asked to be available to the assistance that God could offer. That's what that little voice meant by available. Available to God's help. The Spirit couldn't assist me to do what I needed to do while I was sitting on the couch or doing other things far away from the task at hand. This was powerful for me. You would think I'd remember that day and that experience enough to just do it every time. But I need to remind myself all the time still. I created a sign that says available equals capable. And I still paste it up where I'm working as a reminder that someone greater than me comes in when all I can be is available to the task. I could take a lesson from John the Baptist, who we heard about in today's scripture. He knew he wasn't the Messiah or Elijah or any other powerful person they wanted him to be. He knew his own limitations, but he believed that someone with much more power than he had was coming to help bring about the redemption of the Jewish people and restore things to the way they should be. He believed that God's power would come into the world to assist them. And they needed to make themselves available to that power. He knew, he knew that he and the Jewish people had to get into a position that prepared them to receive what was coming. As he said, make straight the way for the Lord. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Have you ever wondered what it must have been like to be John the Baptist? There had been a silence of prophets for about 400 years when John came on the scene, announcing that the kingdom of God was at hand and calling all Israel to a public act of repentance through baptism to prepare for the coming of this breaking in of God. 400 years. The odds were against him being taken seriously. He might have even asked himself at moments if he was making it all up. How long was he out there baptizing people? Did John lose hope? How many times did he have to be willing to get up in the morning and go out to the Jordan River with this uncertainty? Did John wonder if he'd die before this Messiah came? If he came at all? 
He may have wondered all these things. Not none of, but, but none of that is recorded in the Bible. What we do hear from the Bible is that he did get up and proclaim the coming of the Lord. He got up off the couch. He got up off the couch and moved in spite of the odds against his message. He witnessed to someone he hadn't yet seen. He put himself in a position to receive, and he was helping others to prepare their hearts to receive as well. He knew the importance of preparing one's heart by doing something tangible and even physical, like the rite of baptism. Baptism would purify their hearts and prepare them to be devoted to the power that would come to help them. Walking into the Jordan River was how they made themselves available to this power. This was a part, there there was a part I left out when I told you before about my struggles to just sit down and write. Grandma. Sometimes I I still feel lost and incapable, even after sitting in the right spot and praying for openness to God's spirit and God's, God's help. In those moments... I pull out a picture of my grandma and put it on the desk next to me. She symbolizes people who have encouraged me along the way in simple and loving ways in my life. Her picture reminds me that I am not alone in my struggles. Even when we make ourselves available and pray for God's guidance, sometimes things don't seem to change. And our hope does get lost. This is the place where God calls you and I into the picture. We are to help carry the hope for those who find that hope is too much of a burden to carry. We are to step in as God calls us to lend a hand to our sister and brother, knowing that the time will come when we will be without hope as well and need their hand. God prompts us to reach out to each other, and God benefits us with the sense of real community when we do. Coming together, we find more hope between us, and therefore more peace. When we get up off our feet and get moving, interestingly, we end up closer to possibility. As we move out of our comfort zones, we end up taking steps closer to each other. This helps us to better see individuals who need someone to offer them that hope in what feels like hopeless times. Making ourselves available to the Spirit of God can mean many different things depending on where you're at in your life journey. It might mean getting down on your knees. It might mean knocking on someone's door to take the first step toward reconciliation. It might mean being willing to reach out to someone different than you. 
It might mean anticipating that our weary and and despairing mood will change in the process of showing up where we need to be, while anticipating that if things still don't change, God will send someone to lift our spirits. It might even mean crying out to God in anger while sitting on that couch. It might even mean crying out to God in anger as a first step in talking again to God. We release something in those moments. Even when we see little around us to inspire hope, we can make ourselves available to the Spirit of God that is capable of renewing our hope and therefore capable of renewing our sense of inner peace. The Spirit of God is able to transform those moments, but we can't be transformed if we aren't in a position to receive that transformation. We need to come into a place physically and in our hearts where we anticipate something new and different than what we see or feel in the moment. Today I ask what place is hope calling you to? Is hope calling you in order to bring you closer to peace? And are you available? Are you available to go even if you don't feel capable or hopeful? We may not always be capable to face the things we need to in life, but God is able to restore us and assist us. We can confidently anticipate, like John the Baptist did, that something is coming that is much greater and powerful than we are. And in sharing that hope with others, we play a small but critical part in God's bigger story itself, just as John the Baptist did. So this day, may we see our part in the story and may we make ourselves available knowing that God equips us to be capable for what God calls us to. Will you pray with me? Holy God, we come humbly this morning as we sit in the midst of Advent, an Advent like none other, and we consider afresh these themes of hope and peace, of love and joy, and the coming of your Son to be with us. Help us to make ourselves available to this great joy soon to come into our midst. 
We pray this in the name of Christ. Amen.